I'm excited for Jesus. Y'all excited for Jesus? Man. Man, I just, man, just want to thank God for uh, Bishop and, and the pastoral team, man. They, <laughs> y'all just don't know. I tried to get out of this so hard, so hard. But when you, when you have brothers and you have a leader that believe in you and push you, like, hey, now nah, you're going to do this. Because sometimes God allow people to see stuff that, that, that uh, God has placed in you that you can't even see. And so, man, I'm, I'm, I'm glad that I got brothers like, no, nah, bro, you're going to do this. But, man, just to, just to be transparent, um, the, last time, the last time I spoke, oh, my goodness, my whole life changed completely completely and um and uh to be honest I uh like in the beginning of the year I was like I'm done like I'm like I'm cool on this and you know I was questioning God and just like God God like how like we was doing everything right I was making sure I'm doing everything and but you know but you know Standing here only because you made. Ah! Away, you made away. You made away. You made away. And I'm standing, standing here only because you made. You move mountains. You cause walls to fall with your power. Perform me. And there is nothing less impossible. Listen, that's the only That's the only reason why I'm sent here Is because of him He said what I got placed inside Okay, mouse. Don't know how, but you did it. I don't. I don't know how. Don't know how, but you did it. Don't know how, but I don't know why. Yeah, and I don't know why, God. But I'm grateful. All I know is I'm standing here is because he 
made a way. Hey, sometimes you just got to look at your life and say, the only reason why I'm standing here is because he made a way. I should have lost my mind, but I'm still standing here. I should be living on the street, but I'm still. Woo, good God. For your spirit thank you for your spirit God we thank you God for you are the same yesterday today and forever God if you did it all right all right I took man I, listen I was telling myself all week I was like I'm gonna just be cool Amen. 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 We're going to go to the word, y'all. We're going to go to the word. Um, um, I, I think, man, I thank God for this word, y'all. This, this word, it, um, I'm telling y'all, man, it, it helped me a whole lot. And I, um, I pray you guys take heed. I think prayerfully, you know. Ah, nah, we're going to get to it. All right, uh, Bishop, he told me, he was like, yo, Keen, like, make sure. Did anybody, anybody go to the church on Monday with Bishop? Yeah. Amen. Bishop, want to uh, let y'all know that he thank y'all for coming, showing up in numbers and all that good stuff, man. It was it was an amazing night on Monday. It was an amazing night on Monday. And so, um, okay. This morning we're gonna um we're gonna be in Matthew. We're gonna be in Matthew. And um have y'all um have y'all been to the doctor, right? Pretty much everybody here been to the doctor, right? Been to the doctor and um you know um you know, sometimes, you know, we go just to get, get a checkup. You know, we, we go in there and get a checkup. And um, a checkup, it always leaves you with questions like, um, you know, uh, am I eating the way I should? Or, you know, or do I need to uh, make lifestyle changes to improve my life? Or questions that make you look at yourself. You know what? It's time for me to make a change. It's time for me to make a change. So, so for this month... You know, we're going on a little spiritual checkup. Uh, Elder Mo, he, um, he mentioned it a little earlier about, you know, us examining ourselves, you know, and, and um, you know, just our lives and how we are with our children. But let's, man, let's, let's look at it like, uh, you know, when we get ready to take communion, and the Bible tells us that let a man examine himself. So that's, that's what we're going to do. And uh, prayerfully, man, prayerfully after this month, you know, you start asking God questions like, God, what, what steps do I need to take to become better? Or, or what, what, what steps do I need to take so that I can bear more fruit? Yeah. Woo, man. 
So you you know how um when you um you're in uh, school, right? You take your standardized test or maybe an SAT or something, and sometimes the teacher they they tell you they say you know what um just read the questions first. You read the questions first, and then you go back and read the story. Then you get a better idea of what to look for. So today, this is this 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 going this going to be the question that make you think throughout the sermon. Then we're go, we're going to go through it. So the question is: Are you part of the seventy five percent or the twenty five percent? So I want you to think about that. Are you part of the seventy five percent? Are you part of the twenty five percent? All right. So Matthew chapter 13, verse 3. We're going to start at verse 3 through 9. But before I get started, in, uh, in Mark's version of this, uh, of this parable, this is what he said. He said, if you don't understand this parable, then how will you understand the rest of them? So I said, and he spoke many things to them in parables, saying, behold, the sower went out to sow. And as he sown, some seeds fell beside the road, and the birds came and ate them. Ate them up. Others fell on rocky places where they did not have much soil. And immediately they sprang up because they had no depth of soil. But when the sun had risen, they were scorched. And because they had no root, they withered away. Others fell among thorns, and the thorns came up and choked them out. And others fell on the good soil and yielded a crop, some a hundredfold, some sixty, and some thirty. He who has ears, let him hear. May the Lord watch between me and thee. When we look, when we look at this, I'm gonna let y'all. I'm gonna let y'all know. I was listening to a sermon by Francis Chan, and he taught, and he said something so crazy. He said, "If Jesus was here on Earth right now, yeah, y'all can sit down. Y'all can sit down. If Jesus, if Jesus was here right now, he said my church would be more popular than Jesus." He said his church would be more popular than Jesus. Why? Because the way Jesus taught. Because now, you, oh man, now, you know, if you preach to me, better make sure I'm happy. Don't preach to me and tell me the things I need to change. Because if not, I'm gone. I'm gone. So there, there, was, there was a group of people that Jesus talked to. I'm going to elaborate a little bit more. There was a group of people that Jesus was talking to, and that was the only part he gave them. Just that right there. If you didn't get it, you just didn't get it. But I'm going to move on. It said, this this is uh, verse 10, 10 through 17. And he said, the disciples came to him, came and said to him, why do you speak to them in parables? Jesus answered them, to you, the people that know me, the people that has a relationship with me, the people that commune with me, the people, the people that talk to me, the people that get on their knees at 2 in the morning that pray with me, to them, 
it has been granted to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven. But to them that don't know me, to them that, that have an idea of who I am, the people that, that heard about me, to them it has not been granted. For whoever listens to my teaching, to him more shall be given. And he will have an abundance. But whoever does not listen to my teaching, even what he, ha- even what he has shall be taken away from him. Jesus was a bad man. He was a bad man. Therefore, if I speak to them in parable, because while seeing, you seen what I did for people. You see me work in your family. You see me change lives. You see me deliver. You see me do miracles. Because while seeing, they do not see. And while hearing, you heard the word. I sent you messages. You came to church Sunday after Sunday hearing. But when I understand, Jesus, they do not hear. He said, nor do they understand. In in their case, the prophecy of Isaiah is being fulfilled, which says, you will keep on hearing, but will not understand. You will keep on seeing but will not perceive. For the hearts of this people has become dull. With their ears, they scarcely, they hardly, they, they, they rarely hear. And they have closed their eyes. Otherwise, they would see with their, with their eyes, hear with their ears, and understand with their heart and return, and I would heal them. Here's another group of people. He said, but blessed are your eyes because they see. In your ears because they hear. For I truly say to you that many prophets and righteous men, the Old Testament saints, they desire to see what you see and did not see it. And to hear what you hear and did not hear it. So he said, blessed are your eyes. When, uh, when, I, when I was studying, man, Elder, I was thinking like, man, Jesus, this is Jesus. Jesus, he, you know, he could, he, could, um, he could preach, and I'm pretty sure they're going to listen. And I'm pretty sure that, you know, the way his delivery, everything was on point. So, you know, they had to hear. So I asked the question. I said, why, why, why was Jesus' ministry not more fruitful? Shoot. And this is the answer. This would be the answer. That productivity is determined by receptivity, and receptivity is a matter of the heart. I said, I said, I said again for Didi. I said, I said, I said again for Didi. That productivity is determined by receptivity, and receptivity is a matter of the heart. So I'm, I'm, I'm gonna talk to the uh, to the preachers, and uh, I'm gonna talk to them for just just for just for a quick second, just for a quick quick second. So. So our job is to sow the word of the kingdom, right? All right. So our job is to sow the word of the kingdom in the hearts of those who would hear. But we could, but we could expect four different reactions to the message. Those responses would reveal the heart condition of those who it is preached to. 
Jesus explains that our four, that the four soils symbolizes four responses that we may expect from preaching the word. Not all preaching would be productive, but some would. This parable of the sower would guard us against any unrealistic expectations, but it will also offer encouragement that our work would not be in vain. So this is why some preaching would be uh, unproductive. It's because some hearers would be uninterested. And, And so in their hearts, the word would not germinate. They would hear, but not understand. So don't be mad at yourself if, you know, if you feel like, man, these people are not listening. They're not listening. Don't be like Moses. <laughs> Get mad and smart. Right? No. So it's just a matter of the heart. Just know that you do your job. Do your job. My job is to preach the word. If you get it, amen. If you don't, amen. 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 So let's, oh, man, let's dive into this thing now. Oh, man, help me, Jesus. Listen, if, um, don't get mad. Please don't get mad. Look at your neighbor and say, don't get mad. Get delivered. All right. So Matthew, Matthew 18 and 23. 18 through 23. Here we go. This is, this is Jesus talking to his disciples. He said, hear then the parable of the sower. When when anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away what has been sown in his heart. This is the one whom seed was sowed beside the road. The one on whom seed was uh, sown on the rocket places, this is the man who hears the word and immediately receives it with joy, yet he has no firm root in himself, but is only temporary, and when affliction or persecution arises because, because of the word, immediately he falls away. And the one on whom seed was sown among the thorns, this is the man who hears the word, and the worry of the world and the deceitfulness of the wealth choke the word, and it becomes unfruitful. And the one on whom seed was sown on good soil, this is the man who hears the word and understands it, who indeed bears fruit, and bring forth some 100, some 60, and some 30. Amen. So, so Jesus is talking. Well, first, he, he wasn't in the boat at first. He came, he came around, and, you know, Jesus was healing everybody, you know, doing Jesus things, you know. And so, and so the people start coming around. Jesus like, hold up, it's too many people. It's too many. So let me hop in this boat real quick. So he hopped in the boat, and he started talking to the people about the sower. Said a sower went out to sow seeds. Sowing seeds. So you gotta think about it. Around this time, they didn't have everything that we have now. So all they had was like oxen and, and donkeys and all that stuff to plow the ground. So you know, when they uh when they had to throw out seeds, they had to throw it out with their hand. So, you know, some go fall, rub, some hey, some go fall everywhere. Some go fall everywhere. And so it was a little difficult for where the seeds gonna fall. Let's dive into this. Oh, I'm excited. Whew, don't get mad at me. When anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes, snatches away what he has sown in his heart. This is the one whose seed was sown beside the road. Listen, it said, when anyone hears the word of the kingdom, the word of the kingdom. So this is not any type of word. 
This is not, this is not, listen, y'all. If we ain't here talking about blessings, cars, money, you think that word going to be on the road? Is the word going to be on the road? If somebody here preaching about money, cars, listen, you got to have a whole line, a whole line of people. This is the word of the kingdom. So this word is going to challenge you. This word is going to challenge your flesh. See, everybody don't want, don't, don't, don't challenge my flesh. No, but this is the word of the kingdom that's going to challenge your flesh. Listen to this. It says, the word of God is proclaimed and causes a division among those who hear. God's people receive the word, understand it, and obediently fulfill it. Listen to this. Others fail to listen because of a hardened So some people are not able to understand because just like the road, their hearts are hardened. Their hearts are hardened by anger, unforgiveness, self-pity, disappointments. All these things keep you from understanding the word. That's why you have so many people come to church Sunday after Sunday after Sunday. They can't even get the word because it's hard. Their hearts are hardened. Their hearts are hardened. Oh, man. Here we go. Oh, my goodness. Say that the evil one comes and snatch it. Can I tell you something? Lean in, lean in, lean in. The devil don't care about you going to church. The devil do not care about you going to church. You can come to church every Sunday. He don't care. Why he don't care? Because he's a word snatcher. The seed is the word. The word just said that the evil one snatches. But why? Because it's just sitting there. It's just sitting there on a hard road. So it's easy for the bird to see this. Have you, have you ever noticed, like, um, that while the word is going forth, that, um, that that's when we get distracted the most? Watch this. Watch this. That's when a lot of times we got to go to the bathroom. We're distracted by the little babies. And I'm not going to say cell phones. Who on their phone? Let's go in the back and see how many kids on their phone. Not just kids, grown people too. Grown people too. So the devil is a word snatcher. Let's move on to the next one. Said the one on whom seed was sown on the rocky places, this is the man who hears the word and he immediately receives it with joy, yet he has no firm roots in himself, but is only temporary. And when affliction or persecution arises because of the word, immediately he falls away. Can I tell y'all something else? Don't be so quick to say amen. 
Everybody was scared to say amen after that, huh? It's like Elder Mo said, a lot of times we come in here, we shout and dance, run around the church, but we experience no, no real productivity. So in reality, the only thing we did was to have a good cardio session. We shouted, we, we ran, but we don't have no real productivity. Jesus said it only lasted temporarily because once things started to go wrong, you fell away. What's that, well, Aaron, what's, the, what's that thing that y'all do? You know, like that little thing. What's that, what's that little thing? It's a little dance, you know, like when stuff starts going wrong, you're like, no, I'm cool. I'm cool, Jesus. I'm cool. I didn't sign up for this. But hold on, you just was just shouting. You just was happy. But as soon as things start, I'm cool. The reason why the word didn't take root, because there was no depth of soil. Without depth of soil, there is no growth. Y'all didn't even dissect the word. You didn't even, you didn't even let the word digest. That's why it's important for us not to go so carnal when we dismiss church. Soon, soon as the church dismissed, we're talking about what we're going to do after. We're talking about everything else, but we're not, we're not feeding off each other. Hey, did you hear that word? Oh, what you get? What you get out of it? But instead, we go right carnal. So it withered away because it had no root system. Oh, man. Say, this person receives the word and gets excited but does not take the time to let the roots develop. Woo! Jesus. Looking in Luke 8.13, that version, it says, during times of testing, they quickly fall away. During times of testing, they quickly fall away. But one thing we have to remember that Jesus lets us know that that persecution comes because of the word. Look at y'all getting distracted by a baby already. Say persecution comes because of the word. So we must know that persecution is going to come because of the word. Jesus. Satan is the mastermind behind persecution and affliction in our lives because of the word. The reason why he brings persecution and affliction because of the word, it's like I said at the beginning, he's a word snatcher. If it's not, listen, if it's not laying on the surface to be stolen, he wants to tear it out before it's rooted and established. It's easier to uproot a seed than to uproot a tree that's already established. It's easy to uproot a seed than to uproot a tree that is already established. Jesus. All right, we're going to move to the next one. 
And the one whose seed was sown among the thorns, this is the man who hears the word, and the worry of the world and the deceitfulness of wealth choke the word, and it becomes unfruitful. As a plant grows, the thorns also grow and choke the plants, robbing them of the nutrients so they cannot produce. Notice no attention is given to weeding, removing the thorns, because they are allowed to grow alongside the plant, having access to the same nutrients and water supplies. The seeds flourish, grow strong, overtake the plants, and make them unfruitful. Good God Almighty. So how, oh, I'm not going to how many, how many people got weeds and thorns growing in the same place? All right, listen to this. This is, um, this, this is Mark 4 and 18 and 19, Amplified Version. Say, and the ones sown among the thorns are others who hear the word. Then the cares and anxieties of the world and the distractions of the age and the pleasure and delight and false, false, I said false, false glamour and deceitfulness of the riches and the craving and passionate desire for other things creep and choke and suffocate the word and it becomes fruitless. This is a person who received the word. However, the cares, worries, Distractions and desires for other things are their main focus in life. Like a garden, we both plants, with both plants and weeds, there are only enough nutrients to sustain either the plants or the weeds, not both. In other words, where you place your focus is where your growth will happen in your life. So wherever you place your focus... You know, you have some people like, you know what, I'm about my money right now. I got I to gotta do what I got to do to get my money. God, he, uh, he understands. He understands, or, you know, I got to get my career going. You know, I'm, 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 I'm not happy where I am with life right now, so, you know, I just got to do what I got to do. But last time I checked, it says, seek ye first the kingdom and his righteousness and all. Not just some, not just a little bit, but he said all these things will be added to you. This is a, this is a, a perfect example. Um, you, uh, the parable of the uh, rich young uh, ruler in uh, Mark 10, 21 said he came to Jesus asking him, what must I do to inter- uh, inherit eternal life? After a discussion, Jesus looked at, looked at him in love and said, one thing you lack, he said, go sell everything you have and give to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. Then, then come, follow me. At this, the man's face fell, and he went away. So he was a very rich, he was very rich, and his desire for wealth and worldly things trumped his desire to follow Jesus. Having wealth and possessions is not wrong, and it appears that this man, he had a desire for God, 
and sought out Jesus, knowing that, you know, in Jesus there's life. But instead, his own words testified that he made an, he made an effort to keep all the commandments since he was young. But the, in the seeds they were planted, however, when it came down to it, the desire for wealth and the cares of this life choked the seeds and made them unfruitful. He couldn't do it. He couldn't do it. Why? Because he was so caught up in everything else but God. So he just wasn't unfruitful. So this is pretty much the last one. He said, and the one whom seed was sown on the good soil, this is the man who hears the word and understands it, who indeed bears fruit and brings forth some 100, some 60, and some 30. One thing, one thing we look at, when we look at every single seed that was sown, they all was the same. Every, every seed was the same. However, there was something special about the soil. There was something special about the soil. And when we look at this soil, this soil, it didn't have more, but it had less. It had less cares, less worries, and less distractions. So that way, this thing, it had more room for the seed to work and produce. So that means this person took the time out to, to remove the thorns, to move the rocks, to remove the stones. It removed everything. It did the plowing. So that way when the seed was come, when the seed come, it's ready. It's ready. It's ready. It's ready to bear fruit. So I have another question. What type of soil are you producing? What type of soil are you producing? Just, to, just hey, just examine your life. I've been in church for how long? And seeds. Seeds is coming out. There's nothing wrong with the seed. And God, I, I love the way how you use the metaphor of the seed was the word. Because, it's, because the word gives life. So that seed gives life. And because, depending on your soil, you can't have life. Because your soil is not prepared. So I think we have four, right? It's four. So are you part of the 75%? Are you part of the 25%? Listen, it's time for us to examine ourselves. Are you producing fruit? That's something you got to ask yourself. Am I producing fruit? I don't want to keep coming to church Sunday after Sunday, hearing word after word, <laughs> giving leaders heart attacks 
because they care so much about you, but you you struggling because you still got a hardened heart. You still harboring unforgiveness. Or you worrying about, hey, I'm, I'm living my life, Pastor. I got to take care of my family. You know what I mean? Or the ones who you come to church, but you know, I'm. It was cool. Church was good. Church was good. But soon as something happened, ah, ah, I'm cool. So if you want to be a part of the 25%, first we must get the word off the page and into our understanding. Romans 10 and 17, Paul tells us that faith comes from hearing the message. And the message is heard through the word of Christ. In other words, you must read it. Even if you got to read it out loud, if you got to ask questions, just read it again and again and never stop reading. Never stop reading your word. Next, take, take encouragement knowing the Holy Spirit is there to help you. John 14 and 26 said, but the counselor, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and remind you of everything I have said to you. So take care, take encouragement knowing that the Holy Spirit is there to help you be a part of that 25%. Next, water the seed. Listen, man, listen to this. It's amazing what a little water would do to help with growth, with the growth process. Listen, this is something I didn't even know. Listen, said, do you know that the word of God is both the seed and water? <laughs> Shoot, the seed and water. Listen to this, Isaiah 55, 10 and 11. I'll flip you out. As the rain and snow come down from heaven... And do not return to it without watering the earth and making it bud and flourish so that it yields seeds for the sower and bread for the eater. So is my word that goes out from my mouth. It will not return to me empty, but will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I sent it. Words, seed. Oh my goodness. The word of God is seed and water. Then finally, know that it is working because it is being planted in incorruptible seed. First Peter 1 and 23 say, For you have been born again, not of perishable seed, but of imperishable, through the living and enduring. Word of God. So my prayer today is that that we start preparing our soil. That we start examining ourselves. So that way we'll be we'll start bearing fruit. Because listen, y'all, Jesus is coming back. As I know some people have been saying, they've been saying ever since my grandma been around, my great great grandma. But listen, we're closer than ever before. We see the signs of the time. 
We see it. So it's time to do our part. Say, God, hey, I'm ready. Listen, if I had to do it, I know y'all got to do it. This time, I just wanted to just to be in self-pity. You know, I had a hardened heart. There was times where I come to church and it's like, I come, then I dip out real quick. But thank God that his word was rooted in the inside. So let us, I'm telling y'all, man, this month, it's spiritual checkup time. It's spiritual checkup time. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we just come to you right now, God. We thank you for your word, God. We thank you, Father God, for everything that you can ready to do in our lives, God. God, but before you do anything else, God, God, I ask you to examine our lives, God. God, we just ask you right now, Father God, just to continue, Father God, to deliver us, God. Continue, Father God, to make us better, God. God, we don't, we don't want to be the seed that fell on the side of the road, God. God, we don't want to be the ones that quickly, Father God, receive a word, and then when things happen, God, we fall away. God, and we sure don't want to be the ones that, 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 would, that, that comes up with thorns, Father God, and, and let this life, Father God, choke the seed, God. God, but we want to be the ones, Father God, that is good soil. Father God, that will, be, that will produce, Father God, that we will be the men and women, God, that you have called us to be. So, God, we thank you, God. And we pray, Father God, that after this day, Father God, we will never be the same, God. Our minds will change, Father God. Our prayer life will increase, Father God. Our study life will increase, God. Our devotion life will increase, God, in the name of Jesus, God. So we bless you, God, and we thank you, God. In your son Jesus' name we pray. Amen.